Well, Johnny, Jansen was not junk, and he led the Halos to a series win against the Royals, and you and I will give all the stats. Plus, would you rather be the A's or the Angels? We'll talk about that and how much of this season is on Perry and how much of this season is on the players and the team. We'll give you our answers. You're Locked On with Mike and John, and this is Locked On Angels. You are Locked On Angels, your daily Los Angeles Angels podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome to Locked On Angels, your team every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts. You can share the pod with your friends and family. Just hit the share button on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or on YouTube. And you can post on your personal social media pages. This will help us gather all of the Angel fans together right where they should be. Watching and listening to Locked On Angels. Hey, thank you for joining us for this edition of Locked On Angels and making us your first listen of the day. You've got the Frisch Brothers, a.k.a. the Super Halo Bros here with you. My name is John, and that's my brother Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother John. Mike, how about a series win against the Kansas City Royals on Wednesday? Fist bump. Something that we did, something we didn't expect after that game on Monday, because that was kind of a disaster, even though Noah Syndergaard pitched very well in that Monday game. But here we are, two days later, a little bit uh, less on edge because we got a series win, the first one. Yep. Gosh, since I think at the White Sox into after June. The brawl. Yep. Ugh, into June grief, was the last man. time we actually took two out of three, and so we took two out of three from the Royals, and it feels good. It feels good because this Angel team actually looks like the April Angels, Johnny. They had some yeah. timely hits. They had some great pitching. They had some great base running, and they had a little luck. There was a couple of errors in the game mm-hmm. where the Royals made some mistakes, but we took advantage of that, but it all was led by Jansen Junk, his first major league win, five innings, four hits, eight strikeouts, just 86 pitches thrown, and he looked like he was zoned in, like he was Mm -hmm. focused, and there's something about these AAA guys coming up. We we talked about how the AA (laughs) guys are great, right? But the AAA guys, Reed Detmer's going down and getting fixed, and now Jansen Junk coming up and looking great. I did read an article about how Reed Detmer said that Buddy Carlisle, a pitching coordinator for the AAA Salt Lake Bees, set up a video camera so that he could see what was wrong in his delivery. And Mm -hmm. Detmer said, I immediately saw it. Buddy immediately saw it. We corrected it. And now I'm back to who I am. And the same thing is true of Jansen Junk. This guy comes up and looks incredible and so I wonder I wonder if maybe Buddy might be in the running for maybe pitching coach next year (laughs) has Matt Wise ever heard of a video camera or looking at video like what in the world is happening he's still working on the VCR he's trying to get the VCR to turn on (laughs) no kidding he's got VHS tapes and he doesn't know what he's doing how how does something like that not happen at the major league level that just goes to show how fundamentally wrong things are on the on the main team because I think Perry has put a lot of people in place who are contributing to our minor league system very well and Buddy Carlisle is an example of that and just his ability to identify immediately what was wrong with Reed Detmers and now we have Jansen Junk who comes up and pitches a spectacular game he went a career high five innings yeah four hits career high eight k's mike so add a couple of k's to his last name because he was junk and (laughs) no runs allowed man i mean that's huge a second shutout in a row yeah after what jose suarez did the day before i mean i like i said i can't remember the last time we won two games let alone 
complete two shutouts in a row. Well, and here's the other thing, too. Two starting pitchers who got victories. This wasn't a bullpen game. Right. This was the starting pitching actually getting victories and pitching really, really well. And they've been good all year. We've had a few hiccups here and there, but the starting staff has actually been pretty strong. But for them to get wins, I think, is the thing that we have needed all season long. So getting two out of three from the Royals, I know they're down. I know they're worse than us. I don't want to get too excited about it. But it's exciting because this is the first time that we've done this in a long time. And the the thing that I that I really want us to see to, to, to see us do is when we play the Rangers to continue to do some of the little things, the fundamental mm-hmm. things they did against the Royals. Now Marsh had a stolen base. It was the only stolen base in this game, but we stole five bags in the last two games. And so yeah. I think it's time that we run a little bit. And John, the Angels are 2-0 and when Sierra starts. So maybe he's the key that's actually going to change everything for us. I'm going to beat that drum until I can't beat it anymore. <laughs> you can beat that drum as long as you can, you can say his first name, Mike. Go ahead. Uh, Magnuis? Is it Magnuis? Ma- Magnuis. Magnu- <laughs> you can say it better than I do. You know I'm terrible at this game. I am not good at this game. <laughs> Listen, we're uh, we're three and three since coming out of the All Star break, so that is a, a great way to end this short little road trip. We're headed back to Anaheim to take on the Texas Rangers. Shohei's going to start, barring any issues with that leg that he bruised the other day. It was his drive leg, so yeah, we might see him maybe have a shorter outing or just be more cautious about how we're going to handle that. Uh, but that's going to be at six thirty eight tonight at home. So be sure you tune in for that one against Spencer. Howard, so we're looking forward to taking that series against the Rangers. But I got to say, Mike, just the fact that there is some uh, some energy on this team, and I, I also have to say, uh, with Phil Gosselin being back, and I watched him foul some stuff off and yep. make good contact. He got that triple. Yep. Um, Kurt Suzuki got that double, and I'm just kind of awestruck at the fact that what a difference making contact makes yes. rather than letting yourself strike out every single time yeah. like I know Brandon Marsh and Velasquez struck out at some point but we still only had six strikeouts I believe in this last game and right. so that's still under the average of 10 that the Angels have been getting <laughs> what a difference Phil Gosselin has made in this lineup I know that he's not the most spectacular player in the world but it really goes to show that when you get contact guys contact first guys it makes all the difference, yeah. and I really love to see that. And I believe we should have David Fletcher back by this weekend. Oh, that'd be great. And, and, and if not by tonight, so we'll see if there's any news that comes out. But there's another uh, important bat to have yeah. in this lineup. And I just, I really am impressed with the way that the Angels played. And look, I know you said the Royals were down on their luck and a worse team than us, but we've let in all of these quote-unquote worst teams beat us over the right. last month Come back and, and, and win, and right. So, we just have to keep rolling, and we just have to keep the momentum going. And the problem with the rest of the season is that it's most of these teams, which yeah. is not really a problem at all, unless we continue to flop like we have yeah. in the past few days. So we have to beat these teams. We have to beat the beatable teams from here on out. Now, it's great to get a victory, but there was this for maybe about an hour. There was this dark cloud over the Angels yes. because Sam Blum made it sound like, uh, Mike Trout's career is over, and <laughs> and the the 
medical staff kind of made it sound like that as well. And then our buddy, can we call him our buddy? He's been on the show. He's our buddy, Jeff Fletcher. He interviewed <laughs> Trout and Trout was like, nah, man, it's going to be fine. I'm going to work through things. I just have to be aware of it. I'm swinging all the time. And so it just irritated mm-hmm. it. So I appreciated that. The only the only uh, point of caution that I would throw out there is it seems often when we talk about angel injuries, this feels like it's been kind of the narrative over the last couple of years. Nah, it's going to be fine. And then Trout's out for the entire year, right? And so <laughs> I think that we're overreacting to how this is going to affect him. But I do think that there is some concern like, man, I hope that back is okay. And it would, again, to your point, you've made multiple times on this pod, it makes sense why he was struggling before he went on the IL. But it sounds like he's going to be fine. He's out for probably another week. But it also just affirms how great Shohei Otani is, who can foul mm-hmm. a ball off of his thigh, and he's going to run and leg out a double, and he's going to be <laughs> in the game, bags. and he's not going to miss. And even Phil Nevin said he might be out Friday. We'll see. Yeah, right. Shohei's going to be <laughs> in that lineup, right? Well, I, I think that with good reason, Angel fans are freaking out because we have had a history of injuries and mm-hmm. have had bad information information from the medical staff but I have to say this year the medical staff has been much more clear in the diagnosis that they've been given out so hopefully Trout will be okay and and he can stay true to his word and work through some things and get back to this team because we need him right now Coming up on Locked On Angels, we're going to ask this question. Would you rather be the A's or the Angels? Now, we'll explain all of that, and then you can give us your answer. But first, Johnny, Locked On Angels is brought to you by the Sports Card Investor app. Welcome to the world of sports cards reimagined. With a free sports card investor app, you can pull out those old cards of your favorite childhood players and see how much they are worth Today, there's never been a better time to start collecting your favorite cards. And of course, we have our favorites like Mike Trout and Shohei Otani. With this free sports card investor app, you can see the latest values and great deals to build a one-of-a-kind card collection so that way you don't have to break out the uh, the magazines like we used to, Mike, that are <laughs> expired by the time you get them from the grocery store. You can easily browse over 630,000 cards from every sport with hundreds added each week and find the best prices and buy directly through the app with the eBay deals feature. That's handy. Sports Card Investor app is the hobby's most powerful resource. So download the Sports Card Investor app today. It's available for free in the Google Play Store or the Apple App Store or go to sportscardinvestor.com slash locked on. And again, thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen every day. And remember, the trade deadline is coming. It's August 2nd, and our buddy Soli on Locked On MLB has all of the breakdowns. You can subscribe now on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast so that you can be notified every time a trade happens and every time an episode premieres. We are asking the question, would you rather be the A's or the Angels? What does that mean? Well, it all comes down to the way each club is ran. Now, both of us are very upset with our owners because A's ownership has toyed with the idea of going to Vegas and and they really want the team like fans want the team to stay in Oakland. But then yeah, on the on the flip side of things, you've got this land this uh deal with the stadium that was corrupt in Anaheim and who yeah. knows what's going on with that yeah. now. It's a whole thing. But also the way that the A's handle their system Mike, they built up their farm farm system. They bring those guys up. They have them on cheap deals. 
they win for a couple of years, and then when they get too expensive, you see your Matt Olsons and your Sean Maniahs and your Frankie Montases who, who will probably be traded at the deadline. They go away, and then they rebuild. It takes them about three years to rebuild once again because they get all kinds of prospects back, but it seems like they're kind of three years on and three years off, as yeah. opposed to the Angels, who do what? They they get their stars, right? They go and get the stars. Maybe not the right stars, but they go and get the stars, and then they don't contend for a period of time. And if you're a new Angel fan, the last 10 years or so have, have not been what we've experienced from the Angels in the previous 10 years, because those Angels contended, and they actually got the right pieces. But for the last 10 years, the Angels have gone to get stars. They got the Josh Hamilton. Hamilton. They got mm-hmm. the Tory Hunter. They got the Anthony Rendon, right? They got these guys. However, their success has not been there. And then every once in a while, we have like a surprise season, like 2014, where we went, right. oh, wow, we won over 90 games and we were the best team and <laughs> those types of things. And so I, I think with the Angels, we we can get really frustrated because they are willing to spend some. Artie has shown that he would be willing to spend some. It's just not on the right guys. And when we talk about surprises, John, the A's, I feel like, are always a surprise contender when yeah. nobody's expecting them to right. contend, right? And we're, we're surprised when we're not contending as, mm-hmm. as the Angels, right? And then you talked about the ownership, the owners for the A's. They're not going to spend. I think that right. it was Max Scherzer that makes as much as the A's entire roster, right? Yeah. And then the <laughs> Angels, again, have shown that they would be willing to spend, but maybe not on the, the best pieces and maybe not on the ones that will actually help us to contend and be successful. So that's why we're asking this question. Johnny, let me have you answer first. Would you rather be the A's who, surprise, we're contending. Hey, we have some great players coming up and then maybe lose for a few years. Or the Angels, surprise, we're not contending and we have really (laughs) great players. Where would you like to land right now? It's fun for me to talk with friends of mine who are A's fans because when they are in contention, it's exciting. There's momentum, there's energy. Now we know over the past couple of years they've run into the Yankees in the playoffs and the Yankees boot them out every time but it's not because they hadn't been competitive all season long they they really do a great job of developing players getting their fans to appreciate them and enjoy them but then it really is a heartbreaker to see them go other directions and other places you got Matt Olson in Atlanta you got Manaya in San Diego and meanwhile the A's are having a bad season. They just swept the the Astros, by the way, so that's a pleasant surprise. That helps. But, <laughs> but the Angels, we've had one playoff season in 10 years. Yeah. No, I'm sorry, 15 years. 15, because yeah. Because it was 2009 and then 2014. Yeah. And, and here we are, so about, about 13 years, right? And no hope between that. Yeah. And especially after 2014. We did well in 2015, but we haven't had hope since that winning season and we had a little bit of hope at the beginning of 2022 that went away fast so I almost would rather see us have hope and at least make the playoffs more than once in 12 years and then you have a few years of rebuilding I just wish that maybe the Angels would put more into what they're investing in the minor league system and I am starting to see signs 
that they are, especially with Perry Manassian at the helm. And perhaps this narrative will be different in a few years because we've had time for his system to develop and his system to process, and we'll start to see results from that. But over the last decade, it has not been fun to go out and get these stars and cross our fingers and hope that they're the right pieces. I mean, look, we needed a third baseman. We got Anthony Rendon. Right. But what we really needed that year was pitching, and we didn't outbid the Yankees who got Garrett Cole. Can you imagine how different things might have been if we had a Garrett Cole on our team or a Max Scherzer? We don't know. We don't know what the offers were and what they were made. So it is nice to be able to go out and spend, but at the end end of the day, a successful team will develop players, they'll have depth, and that's how they win ball games. But what do you think? I actually agree with you. I really like having that minor league system where we can count on the guys coming up. The the only caveat I have to that is this has been the Angels MO for the last 40 years. You think about hmm. the Angels in the 70s weren't too great until the later 70s. And then in the 80s, they were actually a whole lot better. They had some really great players. They had Reggie Jackson and and they had Wally Joyner and they did make it actually to like they they made it to the World not the World Series, they made it to the ALCS. And then and then in the 90s, they were terrible. In the 90s, mm-hmm. they were really bad. And now and, and we go to the early 2000s. They were great in the early 2000s. Then in the 2010s, mm-hmm. they're, they've been terrible except for that 2014 season. So it's, it's hard to say what I would rather have, but I think I would lean in the direction of I would love to see our team really develop the minor leagues. I would love to see our team bringing up our guys. I think that that's been our biggest problem is we we always try to solve the problem with somebody else's guys. And I think the A's (laughs) have really figured it out. They're solving the problem with their guys. And, and, And what I, what I want is I want both. I want to be able to solve the problem with our guys. And then I want our guys to be able to get paid so that they're staying with our team so that we're not trading them away. That's exactly what happens in the mid 2000s with your Howie Kendricks and your Eric Ibars and your Jared Weavers. All those guys came up through the angel system and then got their their contracts. They were paid for. And that's the thing about the angels is that they are willing and able to spend on the guys that deserve to stay around. I mean, you saw the extension for David Fletcher. I know we got Max Stassi from the Astros, but he's somebody that we extended recently who feels more like an angel rather than an Astro. And then I imagine that they'll do something like that with Jared Walsh or Brandon Marsh or even Joe Adele. So we have the ability to develop players and then pay them to stick around. We're not going to be trading them uh, like the A's do. And I just wish that if we had more of an investment in our minor league system, then we would do that much, much more. And it would look like something like it did in the 2000s with your Kendricks and your Ibars. brought up Perry Manassian. And so I think it's important for us to have a bit of a discussion about Perry because Mm -hmm. you made a good point. It seems like he's drafting really well. He's Mm -hmm. investing in the minors. He's getting the right guys around the right players. And we're going to be able to develop these guys. And so since the the season has started, we were actually really, really excited about this team. And we actually really liked this team. And the first 40 to 50 games, it looked very promising. And then Mm -hmm. it's fallen apart. And so in light of what we've talked about 
in light of how the angels have operated, let's ask this question. I'd love to get your thoughts. Mm-hmm. How much of this is Perry's fault? And how much of this is on the players and on the team? I'm going, I would have said lower before, but I'm going 40% Perry, okay. 60% players and team. Okay. But that 60% of players and team is 50% coaching. <laughs> in okay. my opinion. 40 and then 60 mm-hmm. and then 100. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mag- Magnaris Sierra. Magnaris Sierra. <laughs> Listen, Perry went out and got a, a great bullpen. Yep where these guys should have performed. And then you have guys like Jose Quijada, who's done really well, and Andrew Wance, who has also done very well. We like Austin Warren. He was hurt a couple of times. He actually just got optioned, maybe to work on some things. Yeah. I think that he could be a little sharper. Get Buddy but, next to him. Buddy will figure it out. <laughs> yeah, Buddy will figure it out. Buddy Carlisle, baby. Uh, but but with the, the bullpen, Perry went out and did what he said he was going to do. He fixed it. Yeah. And by all accounts, we should have had a strong bullpen. Now I know that there were some injuries. There were some issues early on. We saw uh, Ryan Tapera out for a little bit. We saw Archie Bradley out for a little bit, who's now out with the elbow thing. But I mean, we were all screaming to re-sign Rysel Iglesias and he did. Yep. And then we got Noah Syndergaard on a one-year deal. And that's a risk, yeah. but it's a risk that paid off. They saw something in Michael Lorenzen that said, Hey, that guy should be a starter, not a reliever. And so they brought him on and then they trusted guys like Shohei Otani and Patrick Sandoval and Reed Detmers to do well. And so far, those guys have done well, especially Detmers coming back from AAA. But we can't put the issues on the GM when it comes to the play on the field yeah. or the coaching yeah. and the advice that they're getting. What we can blame Perry for is not fixing situations that were glaring, obvious holes in our in our lineup. Yeah. I mean, we know that third base should have had a replacement the minute Anthony Rendon went down. You you and I have said that, I think, earlier this week, that they should have made a trade. They should have found a solution for losing Rendon for the entire season and not waited for something to happen or VR to fall in their hands or Gosselin to fall in their hands. And then the other thing is, you and I were okay with the rotating shortstop second baseman situation that was going on at the beginning of the season because that was one hole in the lineup where you could say, eh, we don't need to be power hitters right. one through nine. Right. But then that hole just got worse and worse and worse throughout the season, especially with Velasquez striking out so much. I know we needed his defense, but we, he was in there almost every day, man. And before Renjifo started to show who he was, we were really trusting Velasquez to to carry the that spot in the order and it was just a a disaster and then you saw some regression from Max Stassi and Brandon Marsh and striking out and that's the kind of stuff that goes back to the coaching right. so for me it's it's 40% on Perry for not fixing obvious situations that needed to be fixed but then most of it is on the coaching and not helping the players through the problems they've been having especially striking out now that we're making much more contact you can see the results. You can see the small ball being played. You can see them stealing bags. They're getting back to what works over the last two days. Please don't let that fall out of your head, Angels, because it seems like that happens every time you have a good game. You forget what worked the, the next day. Yeah. So hopefully they carry that into the Texas series. But how do you feel about this? Does it fall on Perry? Does it fall on the players? Does it fall on the coaching? What do you think? I think 90-10. 90% players and coaches, 10% Perry. Here's Ooh. why. Because Perry okay. is only in his second year, 
is his second full year. And history shows, leadership studies show that it takes at least three years to really have your imprint, your fingerprints Mm. on Mm -hmm. this team and on this culture. And so I think what Perry did at the beginning of the season was correct. He got the bullpen arms, as you've mentioned, and he re-signed Rysel, as you've mentioned, he got the pieces together. And yeah, without injuries, we would have been okay with, you know, Velasquez and Fletcher and, and those guys. And Velasquez may have not even been in the starting lineup if there wasn't any injuries, right? If everything just kind of functioned the way that it was supposed to function. And if this team stays healthy, I think that they're competitive and I think that they're in the wild card race. And so Perry did everything that he could to make sure that that would happen. I do agree with you. I think that he should have made a move immediately when Rendon was going to be out for the rest of the year. And that move Mm -hmm. was not VR, right? That move needed to be somebody either from the minor leagues or they make a trade for somebody. And I understand why he didn't because we were in the midst of a losing streak, but I'm of the opinion, like you're, you're not able to make a difference on the field, but you can make a difference off the field for what happens on the field. Right. And so go and get somebody that can change this and let's make some trades and let's sign some people and, and not just take the ones that have been cast off. Now I love, I love the goose. And I think that he's comfortable in Anaheim because he, Mm -hmm. he, he looks comfortable. I think he really likes this team and I would advocate and you and I did in the off season, I would do it again. I would advocate, let's bring him back again next year because he's great depth. He's going to come in and make contact and he's not somebody that we're unsure about like a, like a Stefanik, right. Or a McKinnon. He's somebody that can come in and actually do what we need him to do. Maybe not at the level of Rendon and other guys, but he can do what we expect him to do. And so that's why I would say that 10% is on Perry because he didn't make that immediate move. But 90% of this is on the players because this team is built to actually win. And, and again, this is why Joe Madden was fired because you are losing with this team and you shouldn't be losing with this team. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. something that I appreciated that you did before we started this season on the, on the Super Halo pod is you actually gave us the complete war that this team actually can present or they mm-hmm. had in 2021 and we were up i think it was by 10 10, 10 games was it 10 games or yeah. something like 10 that to 13 and so we we had a team that had the potential to really be good and somewhere along the line it just kind of fell apart so that's on the players they got to figure yeah. that out and they got to figure that out quickly and so i'm gonna go 90 players and 10 percent perry because perry he needs at least one more year before we blame him for everything <laughs> And a hundred and a hundred percent Artie Marino. <laughs> well, thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. Now make your second listen the Locked On MLB podcast. Paul Francis Sullivan is the host, and he brings his humor and passion and unique perspective on every team, and he brings some of the biggest stories from around the league to you. So follow the number one daily league-wide podcast, Locked On MLB, on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you find your podcasts. Get in our mentions on Twitter at Locked On Angels. We want to hear from you. And of course, you can connect with Mike and I at Super Halo Bros on Twitter and Instagram. Mike, tomorrow's episode, what do we have on deck? Here's the question Should we sign Noah Syndergaard again? Should we re sign him? Ooh. Or should we trade him? 
That's the question. We're going to give you our answers tomorrow on Locked on Angels. Sounds like a good conversation. Until then, my name is John, and that's my brother Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother John. And we'll see you right back here tomorrow for more Locked on Angels. Locked on Angels.